0: Just go to cars.com. It's magical.
2: So, you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Just how big of a fan are you? Do
1: you deserve a seat at the dog's table? Well, you're here, aren't you? The best fans, the most patient fans in the league. The Dogs Table. Touchdown! Shabba,
2: If you're obnoxious, opinionated, over the top, and you live for the Browns. 45
1: 40, run, William, run! 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown!
2: Welcome to your new family. The Dogs Table, an official Dogs by Nature podcast on the SB Nation and Vox Media Podcast Network. Let's do this!
1: Welcome to the, the Dogs Table. Now your hosts, Craig Fountain and Ryan Angelo. Let's go! Let's go!
2: What's up, everybody? This is Craig Fountain and Ryan Angelo, bringing you the Dogs Table, uh, and we are coming off the heels of an absolute beatdown of Cincinnati, and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, but you may notice some changes, uh, to the show, uh, dogs by nature is our new platform. We are so excited to announce to you that are watching that we joined SB nation, Vox media and dogs by nature. So, uh, you'll see the setup looks a little bit different. If you're listening on dogs by nature, uh, on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, your platform of choice, uh, we've already introduced the show to you. Via an audio-only announcement, so bear with us for just a second as we uh, uh, address our live show viewers. Uh, we're gonna do something a little bit different here, and uh, I think I think the best place to start is just to thank Big Play Dave McAllister uh, for having us on the Big Play Network for well, at this point, for a really long time, uh, a couple years. And uh, they're doing awesome things over there. They they've got the big Fli- big play reflog show, excuse me, um, the Bernie Kozar show, things like that. But uh, uh, Jared Mueller, we're eternally grateful to Jared Mueller. He invited us to the Dogs by Nature uh, network, so we are going to be a Dogs by Nature podcast now. We are part of their network. Um, you can catch our replays, the audio versions, on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, Stitcher, wherever you listen. It's not going to be on our old uh, podcast channel. Go go search Dogs by Nature on your platform of choice, your app of choice. And that's where you're going to find us. We're going to publish it to the Dogs by Nature channel. Uh, If you need help finding it, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Ryan. So we're going to do things just a little bit differently. So for those of you that have watched the show for a long time, Uh, Normally, we invite folks in to uh, join the show. You guys can click a link that we put in the comments publicly. You can come discuss the Browns with us. You can uh, agree with us. You can argue with us. You have a voice. We're not going to take that away. However, we are going to uh, publish the first portion of the show uh, as an audio first type show uh, to the Dogs by Nature podcast channel I had just mentioned. We are still going to open up the show at about the halfway point. That's going to be kind of uh, something maybe we need your help with naming. We don't know what to call that segment of the show. The after party, the after hours, the leftovers, the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, bear with us as we transition through this. Uh, We have a little bit of a different look, different feel. We will still display your comments. But again, we have to be audio first for the Dogs by Nature Network, and uh, we will have plenty of time to talk after we get through the first portion of the show. So bear with us. Um, Dogs by nature, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you caught our intro episode. And thank you. you. uh, This is going to be our first, you know, real chance to talk Cleveland Browns with you. Um, Enough with the introductions. Ryan, we (laughs) get to savor this victory through the bye week. It feels It feels so good, right?
0: It does. It does.
2: So Cincinnati comes to town Monday night, prime time. We have so many questions about the defense. We have coaches that are, you know, kind of on the hot seat. We have not a whole lot of optimism rolling around. And we come in and we absolutely just annihilated Cincinnati our AFC North division rival who can't seem to find a way to beat us from an overall perspective and we'll get into the nitty-gritty but from an overall perspective what were your thoughts uh uh through this game uh and after seeing how it would turn out like just what give me your thoughts on the game
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was interesting you know I was there um Everybody knows I have tickets, so I'm at most of the games in person. Um, It it was nice to see the Browns finally put together all three faces, you know, uh, in in a game. You know, it's it's either been an offensive performance and a bad defense performance or uh, vice versa. So it was really nice to see them kind of put it all together for a game Um, and it's even sweeter that it was against the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Joe Burrow is 0-4 against the Browns. It's amazing. We just, for whatever reason, show up to play them every single time. Um, but uh, it was it was an amazing game. All three phases was great. Uh, Jacoby had a really great game. Um, we had – Chubb had a great game. Um, the line for missing a few people was great. Uh, Defense was amazing. Uh, Gave up a couple stupid touchdowns at the end towards the end of the game. But, uh, you know, Amari Cooper had a really good game. So it was there was a lot of individual performances, but it was just nice to see them put it together um, as a team for once.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. And it was it was like we were watching a different team. It It was outstanding. Now, one of the things that that a lot of Brown fans, Browns fans have been complaining about is the play calling. Now we had one call. One sticks out to me where I'm like what are you doing Kevin? Yeah. Come on. You know, they they pull out some gadget gadget play that you know, it went to Chubb, right? And then Chubb gave it to uh, Amari Cooper and uh, Amari Cooper yeah. has pressure in the pocket. He's clearly looking to pass. Right. Uh, he's got a guy open down the field. Horribly underthrows it severely. <laughs> underthrows it. It gets picked off. Turnover. Right. Right. Other than that, play calling was on point. And I've right. been one right. of I've been one of the guys. And it's a love it or hate it type philosophy. But I'm one of the give Nick Chubb 20 plus carries a game guys. We win when that happens. And a lot of a lot of folks afterwards are like, well, we were up 25 with when he had 18 carries. It didn't matter. I th- I think it matters. I, I think that the fact that Kevin Stefanski didn't abandon the run was a huge, huge factor in this game to me. Um, Absolutely. it wasn't Chubb wasn't lights out early on. Can we just talk about Chubb though for a second? Chubb has some stiff competition for MVP, but he's in the conversation
1: for sure. Right along
2: with Jalen hurts, probably. Right. Mm -hmm. He quarterbacks always get the kind of the favored in that conversation. Maybe he can pull like an offensive player of the year or something, something like that. But it is amazing what Nick, chubb has accomplished this season and part of the reason he's accomplishing this is because he's getting unprecedented volume and when he gets the volume that a workhorse back generally gets people are starting to come around and see what it is that that as browns fans we knew what we had in Nick right. Chubb, which is the best running back in the nfl
0: right the nice thing about it is is it seems like he kind of gets stronger as the game goes on, right? I don't know if it's you know the the defense is just incredibly tired of trying to tackle him or he just feeds off of the momentum. But he is the game goes and the more carries he gets, it's like he's just faster, stronger, and he just continues to just run people over. It's amazing. Absolutely. And uh one of the things that uh I kind of want
2: to bring in here and go over is his his stat line and he had 23 carries. So we got those 20 plus carries. He had 101 yep. yards rushing two touchdowns, 4.39 yards per carry average. Uh, you know, the, when you look at his yards per carry, it, 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 essentially 4.4. It's not, it's not what we're used to seeing from him, but it's, it's a result of him getting more volume. That's not necessarily a bad thing. in my opinion. So uh, it's not six yards to carry, but listen, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb changes the game. And what's even more interesting and and something that, that Field Yates pointed out today on Twitter. All these categories I'm about to mention, Nick Chubb is first in the NFL in. He has 841 rushing yards, first in the NFL. Ten rushing touchdowns, first in the NFL. Nine rushes of twenty plus yards. Twenty-seven Russians rushes of ten plus yards. Thirty-nine rushes for a first down. It's crazy. In every single one of those categories, he is first in the NFL. He's on pace for one thousand seven hundred eighty-one yards rushing and twenty-one rushing touchdowns phenomenal touchdown number number his pace has slowed down a little bit as far as rushing yards over the course of the season uh just a week or two ago he was pacing over two thousand yards i think that was about two weeks ago i had written an article on that um you know but with the volume he's getting i it's just what a breath of fresh air because some of us have just been calling for this And we were finally getting to see it. And, you know, not everybody outside Cleveland realizes what we have here. He's one of the best kept secrets in the NFL. I have people that aren't Browns fans texting me last night during the game. I knew Nick Chubb was good, but maybe you're right. I thought you were crazy when you said he's the best running back in the game. I'm with you now. I'm on the Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL train. You know, People that aren't Browns fans are starting to see this. Now, I mean, I, I feel like all of our opponents know that. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, the
0: thing that separates him is he just does all of the little things right as a running back. You know, it's like he never is not looking to make a cut. He's never just satisfied running into the back of a lineman. He's never, you know, uh, okay with just getting a two-yard gain. He's always falling forward. He's always continuing to push down the field. Um, his, his vision for a big guy is amazing. So it's like just all those little things that you want in a successful running back, he does at an exceptional level. And that's what makes him so special. And, you know, you just don't, he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. And it's a shame because he, he is such like a, a blue collar running back and he fits so well for what we do in Cleveland and what we, you know, kind of what we stand for in the state and he just fits in so well with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's kind of dig a little bit deeper. Let's start with the offense and then move to the defense. What impressed you most about this offense outside of Nick Chubb?
0: Um, I thought Jacoby played a really great game. Um, you know, he's only had one, you know, really bad game this year. Um, you know, he, he was, his pocket presence was good. Um, I think he had one strip fumble. Um, but, you know, it was just nice to see Everything come together, like I said at the beginning of the show, and for them to be missing a couple uh, pieces on the line, or was it just one piece? I think uh, they were missing Teller, right? Um, and Nijoku. I guess that kind of counts because he's a great blocker as well. So they're missing two of their, you know, their stellar blockers, and you know the offensive line really stepped up. They just kept pushing, and it actually felt like they got stronger as the the game went on. So I was really impressed on just how the the unit as a whole was really fired up you know, right off the bat, we're really firing off the ball. Um, There wasn't a ton of um, negative plays. There wasn't a ton of getting, you know, blown back into the backfield by defenders, Um, you know, and Cincinnati's defensive line and their front, you know, front seven is not terrible. So um, it was really kind of a breath of fresh air to see everything just come together.
2: Yeah. And there's guys on the offensive line that deserve a ton of credit. Uh, We, we didn't have Wyatt Teller. And like you said, Um, you know, Ethan Pochick, he wasn't expected to be a starter. And now he is, you know, I, I believe I saw according to PFF, which is kind of, but you know, he had one of the best games, if not the best game of a center this entire season, you know, regardless of what you think of PFF, when, when you're watching him play, it's indicative of a guy that has been receptive of coaching by one of the greatest offensive line coaches in NFL history in Bill Callahan. Yeah. Right. Like this is not the same guy that we saw in Seattle.
0: Right. We I mean, they're talking about we're like, long-term extension you know? possibilities for him right now. So, I mean, it's, I know it's, it's pretty crazy. It really is.
2: You know, and then you have guys coming in and off the bench, right. You know, we saw, um, was a Hudson layoff yes. the linebacker?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was, that was amazing. amazing. Yeah.
2: You know, it's, it's the way that they're getting these guys involved in the way that they're playing, even if they're not the starters it, is outstanding. And, and you know what? Listen, you mentioned Jacoby Brissett. I am one of Jacoby Brissett's biggest critics. <laughs> this, this game was one of the best games he's played ever the best game he's played ever more, more likely than not. He played an outstanding game, phenomenal game by Jacoby Brissett.
0: Yep.
2: It was, it was really nice to see. It was really nice to see. Um, You know, when it comes to Brissett, it's, it's, I would love to see this out of him every single Game, and there's a part of me that thinks like he may have it to be able to do that, he just hasn't proven it yet, right? We'll get into more of what's ahead, and I think he's a big part of what we have to talk about when we look at what's ahead moving towards Watson coming back. But uh, he's giving us hope, he is, which is a dangerous thing as a Browns fan, right? It is, it is very dangerous. dangerous. Very dangerous, but he did an outstanding job. Um, tight ends weren't as involved in the passing game as we've seen. And I know when Joku's out, but we really didn't see much Harrison Bryant or Farrell Brown. Um, Amari Cooper is looking like a wide receiver one. This was one of his wide receiver one games. I've also been not an Amari Cooper critic, but I'm like, eh, like, is he a bona fide? Wide receiver one, I don't know. Right. Um, you know he, what a phenomenal game he has.
0: And he's an elite route runner. Uh, elite. elite. He's elite. he's probably a top three route runner in the NFL. It's I insane. Mean, he's, so he's, you know, he's right there good. with
2: Stefan Diggs when it comes to to route running.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, so that was a plus. Don't get too much into the trade deadline stuff because that's going to be our next segment. But Kareem Hunt, he got a little work. He got some he work. He did. Um, but yeah, Jacoby Brissett played outstanding. Offensive line phenomenal. Tight ends were absent, probably by design. Uh, yeah. As far as actual you know pitch and catch goes, wide receivers played pretty well. David yeah, Bell.
0: Donovan People Jones even had a, a pretty good
2: game. Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, so everything just kind of clicked. But to me, tell me if I'm wrong. You give Nick Chubb 20 carries, and these things start to come to fruition. Yes. You know, I I I do think it's a it's a it's an important part of the game plan. Defense. 100%. Defense. We had Garrett and Clowney on the field for the same time. Yep. We were without Denzel Ward. The J-O-K. star there there were two stars of the show on defense, in my opinion. That was Taki Taki and Martin Emerson.
0: Yep. What
2: what did you think of the Browns defense? And is this a sign that we're turning in the right direction?
0: Um, I mean, obviously it's a sign of something. We just we would like to see it more consistently, right? Um, this is that's the problem that we've had with the defense under the the Joe under the leadership of Joe Woods, right? There's the consistency factor. So, I mean, it was really nice. I thought Joe Woods and I'm a huge critic of Joe Woods. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that. I, uh, I thought he called a masterful game on defense Um, dialed up pressure at the right time um, played off the ball at the right time. Um, It didn't feel like the typical let's just play prevent defense, keep everything in front of us and hope we don't give up a bad play. Um, so it, it was just really nice to see them show up and be extremely aggressive. Um, Miles had a great game. He obviously showed up. Um, you know, like you said, Emerson was phenomenal, had a couple clutch pass breakups. Uh Takitaki Taki was, I mean, probably I would say probably the best middle linebacker performance that we've had of the year uh came from him this this weekend. Um, and you know, Deion Jones even stepped up and made some plays in this game. So You know, it it just, it came from all levels of the defense. It was nice to see the lack of big plays, you know, being given up Um, and just the pressure. I mean, the pressure was, it was when it was needed, it was there. So it was nice.
2: hundred percent defense showed up. This was by far the best defensive effort we've seen this year, in my opinion. And, you know, this was a huge win. This win kept our our season alive. All right. Uh, again, we'll get, we'll get into what's ahead and what that means, but uh all right. so let's transition. The takeaways are the Browns played an outstanding game, offensive defensively. They beat the brakes off the Cincinnati Bengals and it feels good. So that's that's kind of the the overview, and uh, maybe we'll circle back around and get into it a little bit more later. Trade deadline was today, Ryan. Yes, sir. And there was a lot of discussion around Kareem Hunt, even some around Grady Williams, Jack Conklin. The Browns chose to stay put and not yep. make a move today. Now... I, I know what you think. <laughs> but go ahead. Explain to the dog, Dogs by Nature community and the Dogs Table live viewers.
0: Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person.
1: A little spoiler for you. If a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.
2: What your thought process is on this and how you feel about them not making a move today?
0: So I think the biggest thing for me was the the Browns hanging on to Kareem Hunt. Um, That was the non-move that I really wanted to happen. Um, I think that was pivotal for this team moving forward for the rest of the season to have him on this team. Um, But I'm a little disappointed in the lack of movement in, you know, trying to locate some defensive tackle depth uh, and maybe even bringing in a pass catcher. But, you know, it's kind of Andrew Barry's MO. He he is going to go with his guys that he's brought in. And if it's broken at the end of the season, then he'll fix it in the off season via draft or free agency. So um, I wasn't anticipating anything super crazy coming from the Browns today. Um, the biggest thing that I was really looking to see was whether or not Kareem hunt was going to be on the move. And I kind of had a feeling that when I saw him dressed yesterday and getting some touches that he probably wasn't going to get moved. I think in most situations where there's a deal, be pretty close to being, you know, or pretty close to happening. I, I think most teams are going to healthy scratch that person and and not risk an injury uh the night before the trade deadline. So, um but you know, that that's the ah. only disappointment I had was just the fact that maybe a a defensive tackle would have been a little bit, you know, uh, helpful with depth, but um you know, it's you live by the sword. You die by the sword. You know, they had a really, really great game. They put it all together. And, you know, I'm sure the front office was sitting there going, you know what, this, these are the guys, this is what we have. And this is what we envision bringing these guys in here. So I, I think it made it a little bit easier for them to sit back in their chairs today and say, you know, I don't think we really need to do anything drastic with this team yet. So.
2: All right. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up. This, this isn't going to be the norm when we're doing the first half of the show, but. You know i also want to let our dogs by nature listeners know that that we do do the show live people are commenting on the different social media platforms they're they're asking us questions they're making comments giving us feedback things like that um if if you're comfortable with the audio that's great we're happy to to grace your favorite podcast app and uh you know for you to be able to listen to us uh, most likely every Wednesday morning or throughout Wednesday. Um, We are recording this live though. This is unedited and uh, one of the questions that a viewer asked, and if you join us on Facebook or YouTube at dogs table on Facebook at the dogs table on YouTube, you can ask us questions in real time. If you are a video format guy. Um, So we're not going to, work on pulling people away from the dogs by nature podcast feed with that being said we want you to know it's available to you uh and the show will be longer on, on the live feed chris span says do you think last night's results was the big reason why nothing happened um and cedric Mim said i thought for a minute they were using hunt more to showcase his skills for trade bait now here's what i have to say to that in in, in the dogs by nature listeners we talked about kareem hunt on our introductory introductory episode and here's here here was my philosophy going into this game his playing time and usage was going to be indicative of what their plans were for him and his plans for him would would be revealing in a sense as far as to what their intentions were or how they felt about how the season's trending what direction is the season heading uh trending i'm sorry so do you play a guy that you want to trade That everybody knows is talented to showcase him and risk him getting injured, right? That that's one of the questions. Second, are you even trying to trade him, right? Like I feel like if you're going to play him, you're probably not trying to trade him, or at least you're not. It's not a make or break type of deal for you, which lets us know that a. The Cleveland Browns think this season is not a lost cause. We can use Kareem Hunt, especially in the event of a Nick Chubb injury. And we're giving him heavy volume, right? In the event of a Nick Chubb injury, he gives us a better chance to make a playoff push than Dearness Johnson. Um, Or we want to move forward with the status quo, the way everything is. We're going to give Hunt a ton of snaps, but Nick Chubb's getting the toucher. But, we would love for Kareem Hunt to sign an extension with us. And we feel confident we can get that done. Now, the reason this is a conversation or these are in my opinion, things that the front office is thinking is because we know that this regime values draft picks. So that like they really value draft picks. It doesn't matter if it's a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, they would rather have a draft pick and a dart throw than nothing at all. So in my mind, I'm thinking for them to forego the opportunity to acquire a fourth, fifth, six, or some combination of those three for Kareem Hunt, that gives us insight to what how they feel the season's going and what their intentions are, how they feel things might work out with Kareem Hunt. So they got him a little bit more involved. I don't think that this was a we're trading Kareem Hunt if we lose this game type thing, but it probably was a portion of the decision. It was a piece to the puzzle.
0: Right. Personally,
2: personally, and this this is a great way to kind of transition into where the season's headed from here. We are alive. But we are hanging on by, I don't even know if it's a full thread, maybe half of <laughs> a fraying thread, right? Like, so we're headed into our bye week. We're two and one in the AFC North. To stay alive, Watson comes back week 11, right? More on that later. That's not a thats not a slam dunk for anything, all right? And, and we'll get to that. Stay stay tuned because that's important. Um, But... Miami who acquired Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson today. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're listening to the uh to Dogs by Nature, we this is being recorded Tuesday night. Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson, we got to face Miami. Buffalo just added to their backfield with Naim Hines today. Yep. Um and they're cooking anyways. And we have Tom Brady who just put his marriage behind him and is ready to take on the world solo (laughs) we need two out of three of those which means we likely need to in my opinion beat miami and tampa bay to get to the point where we need to be to keep this season alive buffalo if we win that game then I, i it's will we have a chance i'm sure we will but like realistically, I don't think that I'm penciling that in as a likely win,
0: right? Correct. Yeah. And I don't know if it's... I believe it's still possible for them to win the division. If they win the division, it doesn't really matter what the record is. They get a playoff spot anyway, correct? Say that one more time, I'm sorry. So we're still in it to win the division. Yeah. And if we if we were to win the division, we're in the playoffs regardless. So... Realistically, in my opinion, the divisional games are the most important games coming up. Um,
2: to to an extent, right? Because we're two and right. one, like we have the advantage in the the division. Now, if Watson comes back and we can go two and one or three and zero, oh, right? Then then we've done we've done a lot of work to put us in the position to take right. that division lead, win the division, and by default get a playoff berth. Right. But we also need to it's it's not necessarily going to be easy to keep up with the Baltimore Ravens because even if we have a winning divisional record if Baltimore gets into the playoff playoffs by winning the division i don't see a wild card coming to the afc north when you have teams like Miami following buffalo when right. you you know there's there's other divisions that have Teams that are more likely to make the playoffs in a wild card scenario right. than the AFC North.
0: Right. I just I don't know. I, I the way I look at it, I just don't, I don't feel like the next three games is going to be what defines the season. Um, but it, you know, it, we got to take care of business. Obviously, you know, you want to you want to win all of your divisional games, obviously. Um, but you know, you want to win winnable games outside of that. So. Um, I just don't know if I buy in 100% into the next three games being whether or not they're going to, um, be in the playoffs. That's, I don't know. I'd have to look at things a little bit more closely as far as the, the, everybody else's records and such, but, um, you know, I I still think it's possible. Like you said, it's, it's definitely hanging on, you know, we're the two and the two, there's one with three wins now. So, I mean, when we were sitting at two wins, it wasn't very, uh, Promising looking, but you know, when you take care of business against divisional opponents, it's you kind of look at things a little bit differently. So we'll, we'll see, but they definitely, uh, you know, going two and one in the next three would be fantastic either way.
2: All right. So we're generally going to try to keep the dogs by nature audio first version um, moving forward between 20 and 30 minutes, which is tough to do because we have so much to talk about um and eventually we'll we'll quit talking about it it'll just happen and you guys won't even know that we're thinking about this but this is our first episode so bear with us as we get into a new routine this is a little bit different we're gonna go a little bit over today because uh you know there there's something here that i want to talk about and i kind of teased and i can't i can't leave the dogs by nature folks hanging so we're gonna get to the next portion of the show Thank you all so much for commenting and liking the show, and sharing it, and subscribing. And you guys are all awesome. Bear with us; you'll have an opportunity to speak with us uh, here shortly. Deshaun Watson comes back week eleven. Yeah. Now, I said something on social media that that rustled, rustled, ruffled. What's the what's the phrase? Ruffled, ruffled. some feathers. Yeah. Um, that Deshaun Watson's likely a top ten QB, and he has the potential to be more. And I said, don't give me the top five stuff until it happens. His talent is undeniable. And the last time he played, he was, he was like exceptional, right? Like he did, he did an amazing, amazing job in Houston. Yep. It is what it is. And, you know, at the time and things change, I have my other NFL podcast, uh, Gingers talk football. If you're watching, you'll see the plaque over my shoulder. Anyways, you know we used to do quarterback rankings, and I never had them cracking the top five. And I had somebody ask me on social media yesterday why, you know, and it's it's tough. It's really tough. But let's just say that to level the playing field, that it is a generally accepted fact essentially, that he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. He certainly could be, right? Like the, the only person holding him back from that is him. If that, like when he comes back, but here's the thing. It's been a while since he's touched the field. This is the first time that he's going to step on a field that that isn't in Houston uh, as far as being a part of a, a new system. Like he's no longer a Houston Texan. There are some, there's a, there's a lot to go over here now, presumably he's had enough time to take all the mental reps that you would think that he would need to get prepared. Correct. But the big, but is he hasn't actually stepped foot on the field with the exception of some preseason snaps. Even if we can go two and one, or three and zero, three and zero is unlikely. But let's just say if we can go two and one or three and zero over the next four weeks, including our bye week, what what in the world is can we even expect from Watson moving forward? Right, like it is not a slam dunk. I don't care if you think he's a top three quarterback, top five quarterback, top ten quarterback. Correct. We don't know that it's just going to be a layup. That like. We keep saying, that's just got to get us to week 11. And then Watson's going to take it from there. All is right in the world. How confident are you that he just, you know, I don't know if you guys could hear that. I snapped my finger. How confident (laughs) are you that he's just going to show up and get the job done and it's going to be a slam dunk? Because we're hanging on by a thread. Right. Like I said before, and even if we go 2-1 and or 3-0, and we are still going to be, hanging on by a thread with almost no margin for error right and then we're going to put Deshaun Watson on the field because there's no way we stick with Brissett, whether that's the right decision or not right because we're in the we're in the hunt you put Jacoby Brissett on the field he he doesn't get the job done and everybody's like why didn't you start Watson correct you put Watson on the field you can at least hang your hat on hey i put the best guy on the field.
0: Right. So yeah, I, I mean, know he- I'm
2: rambling. I asked you like 20 good. questions there. Give me give me That's your good. thoughts on
0: that. No, I mean I think it's I think it's legitimate to to have those concerns. I mean, obviously he hasn't been on the field for a while. He's going to be rusty. Um he probably is going to take a little bit of time to kind of catch back up to the speed of the game, right? But I will say this. Um, you're correct. When he was on the field last, he was a top five quarterback, uh, easily. He was having exceptional seasons. Um, he, this guy is extremely talented. Okay. This is a quarterback that the Cleveland Browns have not seen in the last however many years. Okay. Um, I will tell you that from what I know of of Deshaun is he has an exceptional work ethic. Um, he is not lazy um he does not take things as they come he goes out and tries to earn them uh and i think that bodes well for him in the long run for us you know it could happen that he could come in he could be sluggish he could have a slow start we could you know not make the playoffs this year that's fine but moving forward he is going to be this team's answer he is uh, he is too talented for the amount of time that he's missed to be something that holds him back from being able to play the game of football the right way um if that makes any sense moving he, forward right right but he's not an automatic
2: playoff berth if we win two games no in the next couple no. weeks
0: no and that's not that's not out of this world to say that i mean it's like i said it's a legitimate concern and it's it's it, very plausible it could happen um but you know he he's also not Baker Mayfield coming back from an injury. He's a significantly higher caliber of talent than a lot of quarterbacks in this league. So um, it'll be interesting. I I think that he will be able to rely a little bit on his raw athleticism to kind of get him going and then feed off of that. Um, You know, he may not be as sharp as, you know, the sharpest knife in the in the drawer right off the bat, but he's, he's definitely going to catch back up. And it's just a matter of how quickly that happens. If he does that quickly. And if he's been preparing the way he's supposed to, which I'm confident that he has been, um, if he's been taking care of his body, the way that he's supposed to, which I'm confident that he has been, I think it's, I think he is capable of coming in and living up to the pressure, but it is a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And he's still relatively young. So he he's being, you know, he's being made out to be the savior. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair to him. This season is going to be what this season is. You know, we, we knew that when his suspension was coming, that we didn't know how long we were going to have him. And that this was going to be a possibility that he could miss 10 or more games. And, you know, we could be in the hunt or not in the hunt by the time that he comes back. So I know that's a roundabout way of answering that question, but I think that you are completely justified in feeling that way. And I think Browns fans are completely justified in feeling that way. But I also caution Browns fans to remember that this is not the same caliber of quarterback that we are accustomed to seeing on the field. Um, So we'll see. All right. So we have reached that a lot. What's that? I feel like I say, we'll see a lot. I don't know. We'll, see. Just comes we'll out.
2: see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, if you're watching live stick around, uh, for, for just, you know, give us 30 seconds here. Um, for those of you listening on, uh, the dogs by nature SB nation and Vox media podcast network, we thank you for joining the show. Uh, we go live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. And we will upload the audio for you guys to listen to. If you would prefer our video format uh, live, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Dog's Table, Facebook at Dog's Table, YouTube at The Dog's Table. I am one of your hosts, Craig Fountain. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Craig A. Fountain. And you can find Ryan, my co-host, on Twitter at Ryan C L E. We will see you next week. For those of you watching, stick around. We're going to we're going to talk some more with you. Uh, But uh, until next time, go Browns, go Browns.
3: This episode was supported by Reddit for business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have a whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash Vox to learn more. Support for this show comes from E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Feeling frazzled? Don't let planning for your financial future add to your stress. E-Trade's easy-to-use investing tools now come with access to in-depth research and guidance from Morgan Stanley, so you get the information you need to understand the markets and make financial moves with confidence. Get started today at etrade.com slash vox. E-Trade Securities, LLC, member SIPC, a subsidiary of Morgan Stanley.